0: Hey guys, it is the Indie Mayhem Show. I'm Mike Sorg at Sorgatron on the Twitter here in the Sorgatron Media Studios here in Pittsburgh, PA. And this is the show where we talk with people in and around independent professional wrestling. The veterans, the newbies, the people you maybe you haven't seen on TV yet, but you might in the future. You never know. Hey, Troy Lords was going off about that on a recent episode of Wrestling Mayhem Show about get to your local Indies. because You don't know who is going to be on your TV very, very soon. So we talk to everybody. Everybody that we can in the indies. And this week uh, we have another great guest. Uh, It's not often that I, um, you know, usually everybody talks about how they were a fan. And I remember when this person was a fan, and I'm excited to get into that story a little bit. But first, please go check out everything at WrestlingMayhemShow.com and IndieWrestling.us. That's where we have plenty of podcasts, plus wrestling shows of people that we work with here uh, with Indie Wrestling at US and Psychic Media Services. Um, a lot of people come from that. You can see an action that we talk with on the show, and of course, all those are featured over at IndieWrestling.us, the network, um, You know, the VODs, all that kind of stuff, so you, you can just Get all the indie wrestling in Pittsburgh. Uh, a little bit of West Virginia, Cleveland, Erie, uh, all around. We're trying to uh, uh, get more of it out to you guys uh, in the best way possible. But uh, and uh, drop us a line. Good times at Show dot com. Four one two two zero six WMS zero. If you have any questions for any of our announced upcoming guests, you can check those announcements out on the Facebook page for Indie Wrestling and Wrestling Ma'am Show, um, or you have anybody you think we should be talking with? Good times at wrestlingmanshow sh- may- and 412206 WMS zero. Again, like I said, this is a guest that I've seen in a while. Uh, as I've been shooting video ringside, I remember him and his brother. Uh, uh, you know, today, today we, you know, everybody kind of goes off about Bradley and uh, and Andrew with the signs. But back in the day, there was Harley and Davidson, and we have Harley with us today. Harley T. Hey, Morris. Buddy. And he's he's sporting the belt. He is uh, sporting the Internet Television Championship with Black Diamond Wrestling. Our the, friends down in West Virginia. The quality rental. I saw, of course, Internet on Television brand, on brand with this. <laughs> I love you know. The, I. I it's a unique. It's a unique thing that Black Diamond does down there. That their 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 championship is sponsored. Yes, so. its it's got the nice. Look, it's got the logo for nice Quality Rentals plates. and everything. There he is. There it nice is. Side place, side and 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 it's international. Uh, according to the ring in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently. So. Well, the internet is everywhere. So, yeah. uh, so we'd like to break the ice a little bit with a little, you know, just some quick questions of getting to know you here. Hey, the whole thing's getting to know you, but, uh, <laughs> tell me a little bit about, uh, what is your earliest memory of professional wrestling?
1: Oh, that's a bit of a tough one because I've been watching wrestling since I was knee high, probably even younger than that. Cause my dad, uh, was a big wrestling fan growing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember the Monday night wars because I, I, I was born in 93. So right around 97, 98, he 99 came up right in the middle of them. Yeah. My, my memories. I remember having two TVs set up in our living room. One was on Nitro, one was on Raw. I can't tell you what what was on there because I don't remember. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I remember both shows were on TV. So, uh, but I have to say the earliest memory that sticks in my mind really, really hard would have to be the 2001 era of WWF, like right when the invasion was starting. Uh, I have a very, very clear memory of like Survivor Series. And I remember Angle coming out and, you know, turning. On Stone Cold for the for the Rock to get the win for WWF to mm-hmm. continue going on. Awesome.
0: <laughs> so. so so you came out through that. So that that was a pretty big era. That was a little bit of a different. Um, a different time, kind of the po- post wars and everything. Um, I have a
1: I have a very very vivid memory of like Evolution, and, yeah, and like the early two thousand stuff. After that, I have
0: a very so very, that's your Ric Flair is Evolution, Ric Flair. Uh,
1: kind of yeah, because I remember always going like, oh, I hate Triple H. I really want him to lose that title. When my dad's over there in the corner, it's like, no, Triple H is a man. He's <laughs> like, since Taker started doing that biker thing, Triple H is my new guy. He's the guy like
0: <laughs> since he got, he got to be a less dead man. Um, uh, I remember I think around that era, uh, when when I think before before Biker, I remember ha- having relatives saying, "When did he lose the hat?" <laughs> you know, remember he had the giant hat coming out. Um, so, so from there, you know, obviously, you know, we we talked about it a little bit. I, you know, I always see you at IWC shows. You, you guys, mm-hmm. I, 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 you know, uh, doing that. So, when did like indie wrestling kind of come into? View there.
1: Well, I actually think you're going to like this story um, because growing up, me and my brother, we grew up with the Hardy Boys and the Dudleys and Ed oh. Christian when they were still brothers, and then I guess brothers divorce. I don't know. And the Hollies, who were the cousins, like so me and my me and Davison growing up, like twin brothers were like. It writes itself. We want to be tag team champions. Yeah. And we thought you just showed up at WWF. We didn't know how you got into wrestling. Yeah. Like, you got to remember, we're we're kids here. Like, I was born in 93, so 2003, I'm like 10 years old. I have no idea how to get into wrestling. Mm -hmm. Uh, So fast forward to 2007, me and my brother still wanted to get into professional wrestling. And it just so happens, my dad, who would go down to the bar right down the street from my house, like literally right on the corner, uh, he ended up meeting like Buff Bagwell there once and uh, got us autographs. But the important guy he met there was somebody that he coached football in high school. Uh, actually, the guy played with my brother because I have a lot of siblings, actually. I have like 12 siblings, oh, geez. believe it or not. Uh, so this guy actually played football with one of my brothers when my dad was coaching football up at mm-hmm. the high school that I went to. Uh, a lot of people might know this guy now as Joaquin Wilde. Oh. DJ Z, Shima Zion, Zimaion, however you know him. Uh, my Ma- da- <laughs> a man of many names. <laughs> <laughs> many names, yes. Uh, but he was bartending down at the house. This was right after he cut off all his hair. Mm-hmm. And uh, my dad brought us down and introduced us. And he's like, oh, yeah, I wrestled for this place up in Pittsburgh. It's uh, IWC. You guys could just follow me up. And mm-hmm. like you guys come check out the show and all this other stuff. Uh, I remember riding up with my stepmother and uh, seeing uh, – djz i'm just gonna call him michael uh (laughs) uh he's going like 80 the entire way like 80 90 miles an hour and my mother's trying to keep up with him uh we get there and uh i was in awe the entire time i was in awe uh one of the i remember him coming out with a gory they were baby face fire at the time Mm -hmm. and he comes out with a hoodie on so he rips the hood off and that was the first time the crowd saw him without his hair and I remember hearing distinctly somebody in the crowd go, "Oh my God, he cut his hair!" <laughs> <laughs> and uh, some other memories from that show. I remember uh, sexual harassment. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin Idol and Eric Ecstasy, uh, Russell the Hollywood Balds, uh, Jimmy DeMarco, and
0: I. <laughs> oh, I, this I, is such a good era of IWC, by the way. This is <laughs> this is my favorite era of IWC.
1: Sadly, I do not remember who Jimmy was teaming with, but like, uh, I- was
0: it possibly Vendetta?
1: Possibly, I know he he either took some time off. Or yeah, 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 Soon after that, so I didn't really get to see him on a lot of shows, and uh, that's why I remember Jimmy and gory and all them very distinctly because they were on a lot of shows after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I remember uh, Eric uh, chasing them under the ring with Idol with a microphone, so the cr- so the crowd can hear him like go- talking to Idol, going like, "I'm scared, it's dark," <laughs> and they come up and uh, they get uh, the Hollywood balls get in the ring. And here comes Idol, and here comes Xc. Xc is missing his, his singlet, and he's got like rubber duckies on his underpants. Mm-hmm. And he runs to the back, and Idol's in the ring trying to go like, "Hey, what's going on?" Uh, another memory from that show is uh, well, Gory and uh, Shima at the time, Michael, multiple name guy. Uh, <laughs> Uh, them winning a squash match against a couple guys whose names I don't remember, but uh, I remember the main event being an- another guy that a lot of people might know right now is Eric, I believe, on Raw. Oh, R- Ray, Ray Rowe. Rowe. Yes. It was Rowe versus Joe, Samoa Joe. Mm-hmm. And the main event, I remember the date very clearly because it was 777. And. Uh, <laughs>
0: And at, uh, at the time, uh, Joe was well known for I think he was uh com- he was in his in the middle of his run probably with impact wrestling. He was the exhibition champion. Yeah, exhibition champion at he the was, time. He
1: was going into the match at Victory Road where it was him and Angle versus oh, the Dudleys.
0: Wow. Oh wow. Where the
1: winner <laughs> where the winner if if he got the pin on the Dudleys, he wins the tag titles, which he yeah. inevitably, inevitably did. Uh and if Angle won, he got the tag titles and then they and then couple months later, they had a winner-takes-all match with, like, every belt Angle had versus every belt Joe had. That's how much, like... It's, it's scary how much of wrestling storylines I remember mm. compared to how much math and history and <laughs> I remember from it, high school. It
0: fills that space. I have a friend that's the same way with, like, football stats. Like, it's scary and just, like... But, like... You 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 didn't go into the computers that you were fiddling with growing up. You did this instead, and oh, yeah. and, and drive trucks, and that's just you're happy with that. But hey, you know.
1: <laughs> so that's that's how I got introduced to the rest, uh, independent wrestling scene, and I would go to IWC shows all the time. My brother. Mm-hmm. Now a lot of people mistake this, and I'm going to correct this now. I never had a pop tab belt. Never. That okay. Was never my thing. Okay, was- I
0: was going to ask about the pop tab belt because I remember a lot of incidents revolving around this pop tab belt.
1: That that was Davidson's. Okay. He he got into this obsession and he still has it with championship belts. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he has some ring worn ones. I know he he got off of like his time at PWX. Yeah. And uh, he's even got some of the old tag titles from Black Diamond before. And yes, I know I'm not sure if he's okay with me saying this or not, but I'm going to say it anyway. My brother is the one who bought the tag titles that they're currently using because he wanted to give back to Black Diamond for mm-hmm. them uh, using them on shows, giving them his opportunities. Yeah, yeah. And he yeah. wanted to show some sort of like gratitude. So he was online one day and found uh, a couple of like boxing belts. Mm-hmm. And they were on sale for like a hundred bucks. You get two of them. And he was like, I- I'm jumping on that. He got them, donated them to Black Diamond. And not to brag, but. Me and Zach Hunter were the f- were kind of the first team to hold those titles, which makes me look bad because it looks very politicky, but that was not <laughs> the case. Uh, uh, Remy LeVay and Keith were the champions at the time, and Keith thought, Rem- yes, Keith the Bearcat, yes, cool dude, very cool dude. Uh, would love to work him some more, I haven't worked him in years. Mm-hmm. Uh, he Remy was getting booked in other places, so he wasn 't making as many shows as he would have liked to, and they were the champions at the time, and they wanted to go like, okay, well, if he 's not going to be here, we need champions that are going to be here mm-hmm. and it was and we had a good storyline about it and all that stuff, but like when the night me and Zach won them when the night they debuted the titles, so again it looks very politicky, but i 'm telling you now that had <laughs> nothing to do with it
0: so so you guys are and, and, and do, I do remember there was an incident where I think the belt got destroyed yes. a little bit because you, you were the, at the time you were like you know those fans that were in the front row every show that mm-hmm. got into it and, and and got yelled at by the bad guys and yep. and everything i don't think you guys weren't involved with no i think it's somebody else that had the whiteboard uh um, that, yeah I know. John, john there was at one point a whiteboard that john McChesney would destroy every show <laughs> that people would, I remember would that. write things on so I that, yeah. uh so but but at, at one point uh, you say you your 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 props kind of got got involved
1: uh yes um at the time, like, the title belt was his thing, mm-hmm. uh, and he drank so much Mountain Dew. <laughs> um, I mean,
0: we all did back in the day, let's be honest, or last week.
1: Well, he, like, I haven't had soda in seven years, and, mm. like, I used to— God bless. <laughs> I, some people call me crazy, but—and mm. I and I remember, like, I know I'm going on a bit of a tangent here. I'm, I apologize. I will tell the fine. story it's in fine. a second about the belt— but uh, when I quit drinking soda, because I used to drink Coke. Dr. Pepper was my favorite. Vanilla Coke was my favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I quit drinking soda, I would have vivid dreams about drinking soda. <laughs> so I would literally go to bed, sleep, and have a dream. Like I, I'd drink a Mountain Dew yeah. and go, well, I guess I'm drinking soda again. And then I'd wake up. And it's so it was so weird. Cause I, like I didn't have the headaches. I didn't have the withdrawals from the caffeine or anything yeah. like that. Now don't get me wrong, I still you miss just had
0: this emotional dream state. So <laughs> yes, right. you had you had soda. wet dreams? <laughs> if
1: you want to put it that way, I guess. Wet so. soda dreams?
0: Let's put it that way.
1: Now don't get me wrong, I still miss drinking soda. I still yeah. like every time I see a vanilla Coke, I'm like, oh. but I, I usually just grab a sweet tea from McDonald's or some sort yeah. something else, yeah. water, something else, and I'm I'm fine. But back to to the pop tab belt, uh, my brother. Uh, like this wouldn't be a surprise, but like we would always like go like, Oh, what would be our characters and all this stuff. And he had this obsession with CTD countdown to destruction is what he, <laughs> yeah. And uh, he always, he had this, uh, the, this obsession with uh, the number 98 because he would always go like, I'm not going to be last. I might never be first, but I'm never going to be last. So he's never going to be number one, but he'll never be that hundred. And I don't know why 98 stuck out to him, but, Uh, That's something you'd probably have to ask him. Uh, So we're sitting there, and I forget what the match. I remember, actually, now. It was, I believe, the last man standing match between DeMarco and McChesney, where the loser had to retire. Mm Mm-hmm and uh,
0: oh wait this is okay this is because i believe the next show was a.d after demarco yes spoiler alert for <laughs> for a, a show from 2011 by the way uh so but uh well, yeah 2011, no i can't remember 2010 was, 2011 i want to say 2010 something like that
1: uh that was the first show that billy johnson ever went to mm-hmm. so here comes mcchesney and his theme music still one of the best and mm-hmm. uh, he comes around and he sees and me and davison are doing our our, our fan thing doing our marquee thing you know yelling at the heels because you know we want to get him riled up and we want to be part of the show and he all of a sudden just grabs the belt out of davison's hands looks at it and just wraps it around the ring post several times It smashes it to pieces um and my brother was not mad he actually loved it he thought it was hilarious he well, not hilarious, but he thought it was a great thing for the show, and uh, and I remember Demarco and McChesney is tearing the house down with that match. The crowd were so invested. Uh, someone threw a dildo in the ring, mm-hmm. and that started. Oh, a- that was that one. Uh, well, there was a lot after that, yeah. But that was the first. Uh-huh. Uh, and you know, McChesney and Demarco did the spot where he rams into the- and in McChesney's ass, and like just they they had some fun with it. Uh, but I remember after that like uh Chuck was not happy with the crowd doing that.
0: The, he, I I believe there was like a a a moment the next night the next show where I was like listen we can't do this again. Yeah, it got it got <laughs> bad. Uh the it crowd the crowd would chant sex. Mm-hmm. Um it this was the height of the Jimmy DeMarco IWC um uh, uh deal basically. Oh um, yeah.
1: I, it, 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 he was so over. Mm-hmm. like people just hung on every one of his words they they loved his promos they lo- like and i remember him leaving the crowd I, I
0: i believe this is the match for those interested
1: that's the hype video i think is it the hype
0: video i, I believe know. so yeah cuz yeah.
1: De, uh demarco did go in as the champion mm-hmm. um yeah this looks yeah this is the hype video again great hype video they had a great song I, this is uh, yeah that's
0: yeah, okay, okay. Not playing the song. At least I hope I'm not. Um.
1: Well, the song was great. I believe it was by like Eminem. Yeah. Uh, uh, it was a, a remix of uh, the Butabi brothers, like uh, Baby Don't Hurt Me. Like <laughs> So, like, no love. And the feud was great. Bl- the blow off with DeMarco, uh, he needed to go away and heal up for a little bit. But uh, that that blow off was great. Him leaving with the crowd, flipping them off, and all this other stuff. The crowd left with him. Like there was still stuff going on in the ring. Like the, I think McChesney was cutting a promo. Most of the crowd left with
0: them. Just, just walked out with him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was it was nuts. I remember um, I remember
1: walking out and he's riding in, the, in like a Humvee or some sort of van with the roof off, and he's standing out the roof, going like, "Where's my money, Chuck? You haven't paid me. Mm. I need my." And they drove down the street <laughs> as he's yelling. <laughs> Oh,
0: these are, good. Uh, this is, these are
1: good times. Oh, very. Like, I, uh, I have very, very good memories of uh, being a fan going to those IWC shows. Mm-hmm. Um, sadly, that wouldn't follow me into going into trying to become a professional wrestler. And I'll, I'll get into that if, if you want me to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but th- that was the Pop Tap story is he smashed it and my brother uh, took it as a challenge. I'm going to remake this. And he did. And I believe he had it done by the next show.
0: Oh, jeez. So, so he brought it back bigger, stronger. <laughs> Tried to, uh, yeah. I
1: think he still has it. I think he's still hanging up in his house somewhere.
0: Please, that needs to come, to come out at a show at some point, you know. Be like, this was the first belt, you know, and now I have this. Uh, brought to you by Quality Rentals.
1: Reynolds. Because <laughs> so. yeah, now he's walking around with that, that Battle Royal uh, title. Oh yeah, which he actually got custom made. Like it's an actual like metal plate, actual leather strap. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he had uh, a guy did some work on it. Same guy who did like the MVP title. Mm-hmm. So
0: awesome. So so of course you know you got the bug there. You got to see it at that level. Um, you know, I, it, I feel like it was always we're going to try to do this. It was it just you you kind of figure it out being around indie wrestling. Oh, mm-hmm. this is how I get into it.
1: Yeah, uh, Yes, actually. It was, uh, again, going back to Michael, Joaquin Wilde, DJ Z, whatever. He was the one who was like, yeah, they have a training school and I'm one of the trainers there and all this mm-hmm. sort of stuff. And at the time, I was I was too young to start training. I know that. I, I want to say in 2007, oh, God, I can't remember how old I was because I'm going to be 26 this year. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll let everybody else do the math. Uh, but I think I was just a little too young to start training. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so yeah, he was like, yeah, they have a training school. That's how you get into professional wrestling. You go to a training school.
0: And I do mention like, like, you know, you guys were like, like people would mention you from time to time and, you know, and, and, you know, I don't know if anybody's noticed by now, but your names are Harley and Davidson. Yeah, so, <laughs> so that 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 popped me the first time I heard that. I'm just like, wait, this isn't real. Like, what are you talking about? Like- a lot.
1: Of, uh, so here's the thing: a lot of people actually still to this day are like, "Oh, there's your worker name?" Like, no, those are those are our actual names. Yeah. Uh, my dad, uh, who if you look at him, looks like an old school biker guy, mm-hmm. tattoos all the way down his arm, all this stuff. Like he uh, he doesn't have a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. I, he might have at one point. I don't really recall, but uh, I remember whenever. He told me the story that when my mother got pregnant, uh, he went and told his mother and my grandmother Adeline, who, uh, God rest her soul, I miss her very, very much. She never got to see me wrestle. Uh, You know, it was actually soon after I debuted and started wrestling, she passed away. Uh, I do, like I said, I miss her. Mm -hmm. I love her. I loved her to death. Uh, But she was not one of the kind grandmothers. (laughs) She was not like, here's $20, don't tell Uh your dad. No, she Uh was. She was the one who was babysitting us while my mm-hmm. dad was working because my dad basically raised me and my brother uh, as a solo father. Uh, my mother got involved with with drugs and stuff she shouldn't have gotten involved with. She's clean now. And mm-hmm. I've talked to her a little bit. She comes to shows all the time. Mm-hmm. She's the old lady sitting in the crowd who's yelling at the heels who are beating me up.
0: Wait, is she one of that? No, that's Gavin's. That's Gavin's like mother or something that that Mathis was was getting dollar bills from, yeah right? okay i want to make sure i'm not getting my parents mixed up uh, she's the one who's
1: always wearing the david marbell shirt okay so she's like uh she's doing better now mm-hmm. but at the time she was in and out of prison mm-hmm. uh had a bad habit of stealing from my dad from me and my brother and all this other stuff uh so my dad basically from the time i was around five to about the time i was 13 when he got remarried uh he basically raised me and my brother by himself and that was hard but my grandmother was very, very uh, – and I, I know I, I, I rant. I know. Uh, my apologies. No, no. You're good. You're good. I go off on tangents. <laughs> so my grandmother, uh, my dad goes and is like, yeah, I'm pretty sure we're having twins. And if they're going to be girls, I'm going to name them this. I don't remember the names. Uh, but if they're boys, I'm going to name them Harley and Davison." And my grandma's like, you're not going to name those boys. <laughs> I was like, watch me. <laughs> and sure enough, I was born first, eight minutes older, mm-hmm. and that's why I have the name Harley.
0: Wow. I, I love that we've talked for 20 minutes. We haven't even gotten to training. Oh, yet. not yeah. this, is, this is the, I think this is a first for me. Uh, but anyways, he got into it. Uh, uh, you started training, you know, uh, and, well, um, and, and, let me, let
1: and, me tell you how I, how I actually got into training. Sure. So originally I wanted to go to the iron city wrestling Academy. Mm-hmm. Uh, now granted at the time I was 211 pounds and I could barely walk up steps while getting winded. Mm-hmm. I did not play sports. Mm-hmm. I did not do wrestling. I did not play football. I should have would have helped me out greatly. Oh, yeah, but I I never did because I I didn't like those sports. Mm. I didn't like I I like professional wrestling. That's what I liked. Like I didn't watch football. I didn't watch basketball. I didn't watch baseball. I I was a professional wrestling guy. So when me and my brother, these two dorky fan kids (laughs) are going up to uh, uh, Chuck. Chuck Roberts. Yep. Who was running IWC at the time. And going like, hey, we want to get trained. And my Mm -hmm. dad was going to pay for it Mm -hmm. because, like, he was like, hey, this will be your birthday gift. Mm -hmm. Uh, I support you guys. And he still supports us to this day. Mm -hmm. Uh, I will pay for your training. So we go out to Chuck. And it was right around the time they were about to run the first show in my
0: hometown. Mm Uh Mountain State Madness yes. Newell, New, Orleans, West, Virginia. New Orleans, West Virginia. I remember it. It was not at the first one, but I remember the subsequent ones very
1: well. Uh, fun fact, at that show, Dalton Castle debuted Friday mm-hmm. DC.
0: Yes, he did. And
1: now he's gone on to like Ring of Honor. He's doing very well for himself. I'm happy mm-hmm. to see that. Uh, my girlfriend, uh, when, he, when she first met Dalton Castle, was like, he's kind of quirky. I was like, yes, he is. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, we go up and we try to tell Chuck, hey, yeah, we want to come up this Sunday. And they just announced, hey, tryouts will be this summer. Uh, we want to come up and uh, try out this Sunday after the Mountain State Madness show. Mm-hmm. And Chuck told my dad, told me, and Davidson, well, we had just closed tra- tryouts. We probably won't be doing it more until the fall. Okay. That's fine. Like, okay, we missed our window. You know, whatever. And less than a month later, I met Andrew Palace before he got trained. Mm-hmm. A buddy of ours, uh, a mutual friend, uh, his name is Merle Teeter. Hi, shout out. Uh, he goes by Chico. Really cool dude. Uh, he's kind of like a second father to me. I knew him since I was like four, 13, 14 years old. I won't get into that story because uh, <laughs> uh, we met him, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm going. To, uh, I'm going up to try out to be a wrestler." Was, and me and my brother were like, "Wait, we were told that trials had closed." Okay, well, we see they don't. They don't want to train us, mm-hmm. and now. At the time, like you remember, we were the biggest of—and I hate using this word—but smarks. Mm-hmm. We were smart fans who got rowdy and got in the heels' faces, got in the bad guys' faces, and shouted at them all. But me and my brother never crossed that crossed the line. Mm-hmm. We always knew, hey, this is a show. These guys are out there doing their thing. You know, we're gonna boo them and all this stuff and during intermission. After the show, we're not gonna cause trouble. We're just gonna, hey, cool. That was awesome. Nice job. You know, yeah, yeah, yada. Not once, never did anybody ever pull us aside and go like, Hey, we're, it's cool that you guys are getting into this Mm. and you, you know, getting routing. That's cool. But if you're trying to get into this business, you should probably take a step back. Mm -hmm. Nobody ever told us that. Yeah. So now IWC and other promotions who we'd never been to before now have the impression that me and my brother are just these dorky kids who just think this is easy, who are, who don't Take this seriously, who are just smarky fans. They're making their own belts.
0: <laughs> my brother, yeah.
1: Because, again, I still get accused of having one of those, and I don't. <laughs> I've never had one. So, I'm glad
0: we're setting the story straight here today.
1: So, uh, my dad finds another promotion in McKeesport, PA, uh, PWX. Mm-hmm. And uh, Pardon me. And uh, so, we go up for one show, and... Uh, this was before they had the the Russell Plex, battleground. They had they were still running out of a pavilion in a park, mm. up in McKeesport. And uh, we tell them, hey, yeah, we want to get trained. We get pulled aside, and we talk to Quinn Magnum. And he told us about, uh, I think it was Ryan Mitchell was their hot guy at the time. And he was like, oh, this guy's, you know, he's going places. He's getting looked at by IWC. He's going look, you know, not getting looked at by WWE and all mm-hmm. sort of stuff. Um I don't really know what happened to Ryan Mitchell. I I think he retired a couple of years back. He
0: retired just recently and came back a couple months ago. He you know, he um he's in the I want to say the Air Force if I'm not okay. mistaken, Army Air Force. Okay, I, n- I never got yeah. to know
1: the guy. Mm-hmm. Um I'm sure he's a cool dude. Never got to know him. Mm-hmm. But so Quinn runs down the tryout. It's 50 sit-ups, 50 push-ups and 100 squats mm-hmm. and you have to run a mile through like I guess it was through the park or where, however, their stuff was. So I was on, again, out of shape, 211, 210, was like, okay, I need to start doing something. Mm-hmm. So I started running every day, a mm-hmm. mile every day, and I started losing weight. And I go up for the tryout, and they're like, okay, well, it's going to be 150 push ups, 150 sit ups, 100 squats. And you have to run ten laps around our building. This was when they had, now they have the Russell Plex, mm-hmm. and they have that steep hill that de- yeah. we called it the Death Hill. Yeah. So the I did the laps, no issues. I was actually lapping a couple of the trainees they have there, and uh, so I go in and do the tryout, and it's I'm I'm trying to remember everybody who was there. I think it was Larusso, Crusher Hansen, uh, I I believe Scotty Gash was there. Mm-hmm and Quinn, who was running the clock. So I'm going, and Chris is there. He's keeping me motivated. He's going with me and you know, counting me down, counting me down. I believe I had like 25 to 30 seconds left, and I completed it. And they had me go and run uh, suicides, monsters, whatever you call them, where you run back and forth in a room. And they went and talked and deliberated, and they came back, and they were like, okay, well, you passed, and we're going to train you. I found out later that they did that to try to make me fail. The 150 push ups, 150 sit ups, 100 squats. They, now I don't know, I don't think this was on Crusher or Chris. I think this was Quinn. Because again, reputation that I had as being a Smarky fan. They thought he's going to come, he's going to fail, and he's going to go sit back in the front row and we're going to be done with him. Well, then I passed, and they're like, okay, well, let's see what we can get out of him.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And they, Chris, Crusher, and Scotty, trained me like anybody else they didn't like they they didn't go like well you were a fan so let's rough you up a little bit and see what we can, you know try to get you to quit or they didn't do that they were they trained me i think Larusso russo had it the best is like i think he said it the best one day during training uh this business is hard enough taking the bumps is hard hitting the ropes is hard coming here week after week after week and doing this to yourself it's difficult If you don't have what it takes to do this, if you're not passionate enough to do this, it will weed you out naturally. Mm -hmm. And I've seen that happen to plenty of guys. There was even one guy who showed up with another guy. And uh, I am going to throw race out there just so that way I can tell the difference between two. One of the guys uh, was Travis. Mm -hmm. I remember his name very clearly because uh, another guy my buddy Chico knew was already a wrestler at PWX, Tommy Fame. Mm -hmm. I think that was his name. Uh, he, I don't think he wrestles anymore. He retired a couple of years back. Uh, but he was, his name was Travis as well. Mm-hmm. So we were like, okay, we got white Travis and black Travis. Okay, like- okay. 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 <laughs> that makes sense. Well, they didn't have printups for the guys. So they, they're standing there, they're watching us train all this stuff and they're waiting to get printups to sign the release so they could try out. Well, Travis, black Travis has to leave. He has a job, has to go pick up his kid or something. I can't mm-hmm. really remember. So he leaves and the other guy who one of the trainees knew is standing there and they find a sheet of paper, they copy it, and they get him to sign it, and all this stuff. He gets nowhere near completing it. Mm-hmm. Like I think he got maybe 50 push-ups, maybe 30-some sit-ups, and like maybe around 50-some squats. Like the guy was out of shape. Yeah. Like he didn't come prepared. He thought this would be easy. Yeah. And he literally dropped in the ring. Like he was laying in the ring. And they were like, "You want to, are you done? He was like, no, just laying there. So he's laying there for like five minutes. They're like, okay, look, you're done. Uh, you failed. <laughs> if you want to come back up here, we can't teach you how to bump. We can't train you, but you can do cardio with us. You can mm-hmm. run around this building with us. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, well, no, I'll, you know, I'll go do it by myself. I might come up here on one of my days off and do it myself and get my cardio up. Found out later he was talking to the trainee he knew. Uh, her name's Lindsay. Very nice girl. She lives in Texas now with her husband. Uh, said, oh, well, they didn't accept me because they wanted the black guy. When the guy didn't even try out with them, Yeah. He yeah, left. Yeah. And it's like, okay, dude, that's an excuse. That's you trying to – no. Yeah. Like, that's that not cool at all. And he, from what I know, he never tried out again, never showed up again, not the – Two years I was there, going to training regularly, and, and, and never people
0: will up. make up reasons why like they weren't successful in mm-hmm. something they tried out, right? So, so you tried out, went through PWX. Um, obviously, you're, you're uh, a, a bunch. Of, I, I see you mostly case KSWA, and of course, Black Diamond Wrestling that we work with closely here. Um, so, so tell me a little bit about that journey since, um, you, you've been, sure. I know you were telling me some stories off air as well. <laughs> so we'll, we'll, line those up with the worst of wrestling. Um, but, uh, <laughs> question later, but, um, uh, you know, how has that experience been getting out there? You know, when you started to come out, uh, like, I mean, I remember you popping up at a new old show for IWC and be like, wait, is that the kid from the audience? You yeah. know, when I heard the name.
1: Uh, that was actually a little tricky. I think that actually got me some heat at PWX mm-hmm. because they were talking with Billy who was paying for IWC to come down mm-hmm. and was talking with PWX to come down and be, uh, put on show as well. Uh, I went to Quinn and was like, hey, IWC is running in my hometown. Uh, it's far enough to where it shouldn't cause any like issues or whatever because mm-hmm. he – Quinn has this very, very strong belief. I'm not sure if he still does but I know at the time he he did. If you work for PWX, you don't work RWA and you don't work at ABC because yeah. they're too close. Uh,
0: the, 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 for those maybe not in the area, they're like 10 minutes away from each other. Yeah. So it, it, that kind of makes sense.
1: Um, I know some guys agree with that. Some guys don't. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of under the impression like work where you can. Get mm-hmm. the experience where you can. Uh, but that's me. So I ask him and he's like, well, we'd really like you to debut for us. But if that's what, what you want to do, that's fine. Mm-hmm. So I went and I did the show. And I'm this 170-pound, scrawny, fat guy (laughs) in a singlet and long tights wearing a coonskin cap.
0: Oh, I remember the coonskin cap.
1: And I will get into that. Uh, Completely different character than the one I'm doing at PWX. Mm -hmm. Because at PWX, uh, and I'll even tell you where I got the name, Harley T. Morris. Because believe it or not, that is actually my real name. Mm -hmm. My full name is Harley Todd Morris. Quinn Magnum comes up to me. He goes, okay, we're going to start using you on TV. I know, I do it in a ter- terrible impression. <laughs> uh, we're going to start using you on TV because uh, they were airing like on a local station at the mm-hmm. time. Uh, we want you to be this guy who talks with a bit of a southern, southern drawl like this. And we want you to come in, and you're going to interrupt matches, and you're going to interrupt promos. And you're going to be like, I want to be on TV. I want to be on TV. And your name is going to be Harley. T. Hey, Morris. He wanted me to put a lot of emphasis on the T, mm-hmm. and I was, and I looked at him. I was like, uh, "You do know that's my real name, right? Huh? <laughs> yeah, my full name is Harley Todd Moores.
0: Huh? Okay." And then they didn't use it. <laughs> they, they it's not a bad impression of Quinn. Actually. <laughs> like I have only known Quinn for like a few months at this point, and it's like, oh yeah, that's, that seems okay.
1: Uh, all, I have all the respect in the world for Quinn. I really do because uh, there was, uh. Right. uh
0: What's that? It was. Fun. Yeah, we can, uh, we uh, got another. We got somebody else that works for Fight Society here, and he's he's confirming that. So. F- uh, <laughs> a few a few less
1: a few less f bombs than I heard him say, mm-hmm. but uh, oh yeah, of
0: course. But
1: uh, I have all the respect in the world for Quinn magnet because mm. uh, during a training session one night he was there just looking at the crop. I was working with this guy. I'm not going to mention his name because I'm not going to bury anybody. I'm not going to do that. But. Uh, a couple of weeks before we were putting together a practice match and him and a guy who we've seen with wanted to do this like really wonky thing and me and the guy I'm teaming with are smaller. Yeah. So we're like, mm, and I kind of called him out. I was like, no, that makes no sense. Can we not do that? Can we try to do this or whatever? And uh, so they now thought I was hard to work with, which I wasn't. But that was, you know, they, they kind of got a quick opinion of me and whatever. So, me and this guy are doing this practice match in front of Quinn. And the guy forgets a couple spots.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Gets a little messy. We recover. We get through the practice match. And I'm standing in the ring. The guy rolled out to the floor. He's standing on the floor. And Quinn's like, okay, I know what you did wrong. They know what you did wrong. Tell me what you did wrong. And before I can say anything, uh, well, before, before we say anything, uh, I just got to say he's hard to work with. Quinn looks at him and goes, never say that again. I never want to hear you say that. You do not blame your opponent mm-hmm. for your screw-ups.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You do not. And, like, he, he he laid it out on the guy. Mm-hmm. So, despite the fact that, like, I, and I don't know how Quinn's opinion of me is now. I don't know how it was then. But I did know before I started training that I was that fan, smarky guy, that they were like, okay, we're going to beat him up and he's going to blah, blah, blah. But for him to defend me like that, I have all the respect in the world for him. I really yes. do. Because that was really cool, and he didn't need to do that. Yeah, yeah. He could have easily been like, well, yeah, maybe you you have a point. or No, he, mm-hmm. he put the guy in his place. He knew that he was in the wrong place, and he defended, basically defended me, which was awesome. Like I said, all the respect in the world for him now. I know I do a bad impression of him, but... <laughs> So uh,
0: we'll clip that out for later.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so now that I'm not doing the Hattay Harley- Morris mm-hmm. uh, character, which, as you can tell, I don't have a Southern accent. I don't have a West Virginia accent.
0: Just I, to, let me let me ask. How long did you did, did this make TV? No, you doing this. No, no, you didn't even get that okay. Good.
1: My girlfriend hates that voice. Good, because I can do that voice pretty damn well. And I can tell you right now, I'm from West Virginia. I Good. love being from West Virginia. I don't drink no moonshine,
0: but I can go for some man. You don't want the wrong promoter to see that just now and say, no, yeah, yeah, actually, no. I do want you to do that. My,
1: girl, my <laughs> girlfriend hates that voice. She absolutely hates that voice. She said, if you ever do that again, if you ever want to have sexy time again, you will never do that voice.
0: Oh, and now it's on the internet. Um, yeah, we're going to be doing that next show to you. Uh,
1: no. <laughs> I, I I refuse. I will not, I will not do that stereotype.
0: Um, how long you've been in the business, uh, uh post training now, six years, six years. Mm-hmm. So tell, tell me, tell me a little bit about that journey. Um, you know, what, wh- you know, what got you to where you're at now, uh, well, you know, being out there. I
1: will start with the, with the debut, mm-hmm. uh, at PWX, Mhm. Peyton Graham was my first opponent. There you go. And he, the character is no longer, I want to be on TV. Mm -hmm. It is now, I am a fan Mm -hmm. sitting in the crowd.
0: Oh, we went with this.
1: (laughs) And Peyton Graham (laughs) comes out and is like, I will put up my spot in Berg Brawl, which Mm -hmm. is what they were doing at the time, to anybody in this crowd who thinks they can take me. And here's this meek little 175 pound kid, Mm-hmm. And so they pull me into the ring, and they're like, you know, what's your name? Yeah, no, 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 we're, we'll call you Fan Guy. That's what we'll call you.
0: <laughs> okay, because um, somebody did just put all caps in the chat, Fan Guy, about yep. 10 minutes ago.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> Quinn wanted to play up the fact that the crowd knew me as a fan, because a lot mm-hmm. of that crowd did know me as a fan. Forget the year and the year I was standing there as a security guard, mm-hmm. or the little bit of time I used it as a cameraman. Mm-hmm. No, the crowd knew me as a fan. So... Uh, throws me out of the ring next month. They still enter me in, in Berg brawl and, uh, I got chopped to hell, Mm -hmm. loved it, Mm -hmm. loved every minute of it. Uh, because that was my first real, like that was my first experience in front of a live crowd as a wrestler. And I, God, I wish the WWE network was around then. God, I wish I would have watched Mikey whipwreck Mm -hmm. because that was basically the character that they wanted me to play. And I feel like I could have done it better. And uh, it had some legs. It did. But at one point, it started getting a little stale. Mm-hmm. They threw me with Shirley Doe, and he was going to be my Mick Foley to my Mikey Whipwreck. He was going to show me how to be a wrestler by beating the crap out of me. Okay. So, very fun Seems gimmick. Right. Like, he would put me in interview segments with guys who would – who like, we did this one interview segment with Paul Atlas uh, back when he was doing, like, Fight Club mm-hmm. the interview segment. And uh, they're talking like you know me and Shirley Doe. We've power bombed each other. We've beaten the crap out of each other. And, and he's like trying to. He's like, now what do you got to say to that? And I go to talk, and he just clotheslines me, power bombs me, <laughs> and then Shirley Doe's picking me up. And none of that was like called in the back. Like it was all on the fly. Mm-hmm. So Doe's picking me up is like, you ready? And I was like, what? He turns around and clotheslines Paul. Clotheslines him. And I was like, let's get out of here. I was like. <laughs> And that was my first real experience about calling anything in the ring. Yeah. And uh, so, fast forward, they turn doe heel, not on me, on somebody else. And they mm-hmm. break up the team. And I'm kind of just floating in the ether there as fan guy. I'm no longer coming out of the crowd. I'm they not,
0: still haven't given you a name. You're still a fan guy.
1: Still fan guy. Uh, they never gave me a name. Never. And I even pitched it a couple of times like, hey, do you think I should. like?" Do you, could I possibly change my name? Cause the fan guy thing works at first, but now I'm on the show. there were
0: PWX trading cards at the time, there would be oh. a fan guy trading card.
1: Yeah. They still owe me money for the one that my girlfriend bought of me.
0: <laughs>
1: so, uh, so I'm working just random matches here or there. They're using me in squash matches. And, mm-hmm. and again, don't blame them. I'm 190 pounds at the time. Yeah. No muscle, like very little muscle mass on me. Uh, you know, I'm coming out of a singlet in a, in a, shirt that has airbrush fan guy on it and uh so fast forward my brother gets fired i'm not gonna get into that and the following month following a couple months later uh Peyton graham comes up to me and they're building up him versus quinn mm-hmm. and they're like hey uh they're probably gonna have me kill you and they're probably not gonna book you anymore he gave me the heads up on that I'm giving you the heads up because they want me to do it and if we're going to do this I want to do this right so and I'm going to pull the curtain back a little bit here if that's okay Uh, he's like you should probably get some blood tablets or something like Mm -hmm. so I go out and it's around Halloween time so I buy this like nasty tasting blood tablets and uh, we're there at the show and Peyton Graham is threatening uh, Jim Miller and here comes the fan guy Mm -hmm. To try to stick up for Jim and gets annihilated. Mm -hmm. I get back body drop on the barricade. I get body slammed on the floor. Uh, He sticks a chair in my throat and does the old Undertaker spot. And I got a blood tablet in. So, boom. Blood. I go down. I look right at the camera. Trying to sell it the best I can. Here comes Quinn Magnum. And this is where the angle kind of fell off a little bit. Because Quinn gets in the ring. And in hindsight... I feel like he should have been mad. Mm-hmm. You could have just ended this kid's career.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: son of a bitch. You, you want to do this and you want to beat, come beat me up. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, yeah, yada, yada. And instead he gets in the ring goes, Oh, you beat him up. Anybody can beat him up. No big deal. And just completely cuts legs out of and Graham. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm not going to bury anybody here. I'm not going to do anything like that, but that just that last couple of years that always come to mind is like, Oh, they could have done that better. Mm-hmm. And now After that, I tell Quinn, hey, do you need me next show? I'll let you know. And I hear nothing. It's an hour and a half drive away from my house. I really – and I wasn't wasn't getting paid to be on shows yet. Mm -hmm. And this was a year, year and a half after I've debuted. I'm still not getting paid on shows. Like I got paid a couple of times. But I was still basically working for free. So I can't really afford to drive up an hour and a half and sit in the locker room, not getting booked – not doing. So I basically became exclusive to Black Diamond Wrestling, doing Harley T. Morris, the Pride mm. of West Virginia, which I hate that character <laughs> because it's so not me. Yeah. Uh, so fast forward to Christmas, Christmas night, the week before, I texted Quinn, "Hey, I see you're starting up these future shows, which was their attempt to get trainees on shows in front of crowds." Yeah. And I've been doing this character, and I want to start doing at PWX. If you guys want to bring me back and all this other stuff, Christmas night I get a text from Quinn saying, uh, "You are no, there is no spot for you on those shows. Thank you." And at that moment, I realized that I'm never like they're never going to bring me back. Yeah. So I put f- full effort into to trying to get booked in other places, and that's when I discovered KSWA. Mm-hmm. I had a couple of of other guys like Rick Romsky. I'm not sure if you know him or not, uh, but Keith. Pot, mm-hmm. the Bearcat. Uh, he told me about it and all this other stuff. And Jack Massacre, I had a little angle with him at Black Diamond. He told me about it. So I show up from one show, and I sit in the crowd. I, next show, I drive up in the middle of a blizzard. And I show up, and sure enough, half their guys who were coming from West Virginia canceled on hmm So they to ask Massacre, does he have gear? Mm-hmm. And Masker tells him, he should. I told him to bring it, <laughs> which I had in my gear anyway. So he comes out. He tells me, it's like, hey, they're going to use you on the show. And I wrestled just insane that night. And I had a good uh, – I he's decent
0: a, a veteran at uh, a team for a good while with Lord Zoltan. Mm-hmm. Mm.
1: Yep. And uh, me and him had a decent match. Uh, he went over. I remember taking a flip powerbomb off the second rope. Mm-hmm. And uh, I recently uploaded a promo on my Facebook about that. Because uh, me and him had a match recently. And uh, and I have been booked there ever since. Nice. They are very, very loyal guys. I, I love working there because they're loyal. They, they've they booked me on every show. They've allowed me to grow and in, come into myself. Mm-hmm. Along with other promotions, including uh, the now defunct VWF, Valley Wrestling Federation. Billy Shear, I'm giving you a shout out. Please bring it back because a lot <laughs> of the boys loved working there, including me. And that's where I started working with J.Ru. And up until that point, I was very timid not to hurt anybody. I was very timid. Like I didn't, like, I didn't want to lay my stuff in. I didn't mm-hmm. – like I was very timid and that hindered a lot of my matches. And it wasn't until I worked J.Ru where he was like, you know, you work a good strong style. What's strong style? <laughs> <laughs> that, was my, that was my response to him. And when he explained it, I was like, okay, so there, so I can lay it in a little bit mm-hmm. and not have to worry about someone getting mad at me.
0: Because mm-hmm.
1: that was my biggest fear. Like, I didn't want to upset anybody. I didn't want to, you know... Uh, and
0: nobody's explained that part to you. Yeah, no.
1: no. So I started working a little bit more of a, a rougher style, a little bit more of a, of a striking style. Mm-hmm. If you saw my triple threat match this past weekend against Shadow and Sinborn, where I chopped them both twice, mm-hmm. Shadow told me afterwards... Dude, when you hit me, I was like, do I owe you money? (laughs) Like, I've come very, well, very, very comfortable with me and my strikes. Yeah. And uh, I think I throw a good chop. So, yeah. So, I'm working KSWA. I'm still working Black Diamond. Mm -hmm. And I worked there for a couple years until a guy by the name of Zach Hunter, who was Graduating from their their training was still trying to find his feet, mm-hmm. and I threw to the Booker at the time, "Hey, why don't you have me and him tag? We don't have a lot of tag teams right now, and it would allow him to learn without having to worry about a full match." Yeah, and he like he liked the idea, so I, uh, me and Jayru were talking about doing a team that never form came together, and the team was going to be Team Twelve Gauge. I pitched it for me and Zach. I asked J. Rue. He gave me the blessing. So I pitched for me and Zach, and me and Zach became Team 12 Gauge. Won the tag titles a couple of times, feuded with like STDs, uh, Remy and Sexy Keith. talented dudes for yes. those that don't know. Yes. I was Billy Ruxpin in Chess Flexor. Mm. Who Flexor? Cool dude. I've known him since I was a fan. Mm-hmm. I still have his billion dollar man t shirt at my <laughs> house.
0: I think they were misspelled or something weren't there? they? Wasn't were there a run that was misspelled no or something. I, I remember I, I I seem to recall. So you're at it you're you're at this for a while we're running out of time here so I okay. want to get to some of the questions here the the, the NGO off here. Yeah, you sure. know obviously you're Internet TV champion, as we talked about here with uh, Black Diamond. My first singles um,
1: title at Black Diamond Wrestling. And I've been their tag champion. There you go. This is my first singles title there.
0: And, of course, we do have the WWE Network now. So yes. <laughs> what are you watching these days, or who are you seeing on the indies, whether it be local or, or widespread, that's kind of in, uh, influencing you um, and, and what you're doing these days?
1: Well, um, I, I have a bit of a hectic schedule in my day life. Uh, so... Sadly, I don't get to watch a lot of modern-day product. Mm-hmm. To be honest with you, Raw is way too long. And mm-hmm. I know they're trying to change some things. If if it improves, I'll probably start watching again. Uh, same thing with SmackDown. And then there's 205 Live. There's NXT. There's just so much wrestling out Oh, yeah. There. There's That's New just J- WWE. And, yeah, there's New Japan and the Indies. There's too all many stuff. shows this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, I keep up with, like, uh, What Culture and... Uh, Cultaholic mm-hmm. and uh, Wrestling with Regret. That's how I get a lot of my indie news about who's coming up in the indies, who's getting popular in the indies. And I'll see clips of them and all that stuff. Uh, but right now, I am watching a lot of old school ECW. Nice. Not 96, not 97. I was like, hey, let me go back, and I want to watch it back when it was old, like young, young. like Eastern Championship Wrestling? Okay. I started in like episode 50, Mm -hmm. and it was ECW, Eastern Championship Wrestling. Uh, The champions at the time were the public enemy.
0: And and you know, that that TV doesn't look much different than like PWX late 90s local TV.
1: Yeah, no, it doesn't. It's actually amazing watching and going like... Okay, I see like some of the cuts they're doing. Mm-hmm. And to be honest with you, a lot of those guys when I when I was watching, I was like, I'm in better shape than that guy. <laughs> I have better hair than that guy. My gear looks better than that guy. But there was some, there's there's something about those old-school ECW shows. And like I said, Public Enemy is the champions at the time. I think the TV champion at that time when I started rewatching this was Taz. I want I want to say, no, it was uh I, some, I can't remember the guy's name, but it was soon after the Pitbull, number one, before he was tagged tag team, one in, and then Mikey Whipwreck. Mm-hmm. And that's when I, I started watching Mikey Whipwreck. I was like, that should have been my character. Uh, it wouldn't work now. I'm too heavy now. I'm, I'm more established. So the fan guy thing just – yeah. yeah. That, that had a shelf life, and on the shelf is where it's going to stay. <laughs> and that's not, not coming back. Uh, so I, and I started watching Shane Douglas. A lot of old school Shane Douglas promos. And I really started digging them. And if you ask any any of the guys like Zach Hunter, he loves to rip me all the time saying, Harley, you don't have a character. Mm. You're very basic. You're very vanilla. So and that's true. Like I'm not a gamer. I'm not tattooed all hell. I'm not an MMA fighter. I'm not, you know, so I really like it's, it was very hard for me to find something that would work. So I tried several different things, including Fighting Spirit, Mm -hmm. and I kind of dropped that because, like, eh. Uh, But now I've decided to start calling myself the professional. And the reason why is because I've been watching a lot of old Shane Douglas promos. And his whole thing was, you know, you have a lot of entertainers and you have a lot of clowns that go to the WWF and you have a lot of these old fossils in WCW. Well, here in ECW, it's about the sport of professional wrestling. It is about becoming a sport again. And that's what where the franchise, Shane Douglas, is going to take this promotion. So I was like, why can't that be my character? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm the professional. I'm, I go into that ring. I don't need any fancy quirks. I don't need any fancy gimmicks. I'm coming out there, and I'm going to prove to everybody why I am a professional. I'm going to take you to the mat. I'm going to go up to the top. I'll fight you on the floor. I'll do any style. Why? Because I'm a professional. So I decided, like, Okay, take out the Ric Flair insults, and there's there's my character.
0: <laughs> awesome. Uh, what is the best and the worst thing about pro wrestling? I think, we, I think we illustrated a lot of the ups and downs, but overall, being in the business here for six years, what's the best and worst of it?
1: Uh, the best would have to be the friends I've made along the way. I've made, made so many friends who I would have never met Unless it was because of professional wrestling, Uh, Zach Hunter, like I mentioned, he's become a really good friend of mine. Same thing with J.Ru, which is weird. You think a guy who likes to uh, partake in some things that are becoming more and more legal nowadays, being friends with a guy who is completely straight edge. Mm -hmm. I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't do any type of drug. And yes, I got the term from CM Punk. I was a big Punk fan, Uh, but like he's one of my my best friends in the business. Like, if I have an idea, if I have anything, I call him up and bounce it off of him. And, you know, he'll tell me if it's good, tell me if it's bad. Uh, I know he's been liking a lot of the work I've been doing in MVP. Mm -hmm. Uh, Keith, cool dude, awesome dude, good friend of mine. Uh, I'd put Wes in there. uh, Sorry, Beastman. Mm -hmm. Uh, I worked him, like, a million times when I first started out. Because the promoter at Black Diamond loved the match and was like, we're doing this every show. (laughs) So, me and Wes got to know each other pretty well. Okay. And, uh oh god there's just so many people mm-hmm. um uh deon cruz quentin walker i believe that's his last name i i know he just recently came back i think he's still performing i'm not sure if he took another break or not mm-hmm. uh but he had a bad ankle injury and was out for a while became a firefighter cool dude was always cool to me shout out to you dude awesome uh my friend Lindsay, who lives in texas that i mentioned earlier uh good friend me and her uh she was mess did something on about Jim and if you keep up with me on Facebook or Twitter, I post wrestling and I post Jim selfies. That's mm-hmm. what I post. So she posted something. I was like, hey, you know, keep up the good work. And uh, she's like, thanks, Harley. I was like, hey, train- training buddies, training buddies for life. Uh, so we're still good friends. Uh, whew, like I said, just so many people I've met. Uh, and as for the second part of your question, the thing I hate about uh, about indie wrestling and professional wrestling or whatever, which there's not much I do. There's really not much. It uh, would probably be the politicking mm. uh, because, like, for instance, um, I know uh, PWX rebranded itself as Fight Society, and I would not mind going back and doing Harley T. Morris, the professional Harley T. Morris, there. Um, I don't know who likes me, who doesn't like me there, who's pitching for me, who's not pitching for me, et cetera. I don't even know if Quinn matches quinn magnum has seen any of my current matches i don't even know if he knows what i look like now <laughs> like for all i know he still thinks i'm that clean shaved kid with a full head of hair who's going bald <laughs> i'm still kind of going bald but i'm trying to do the mohawk and, and
0: as it is i think uh well uh i was recently at a show with bc steel mm-hmm. of all people and he hadn't seen you in a while yeah and we're just like that's him
1: yeah funny story about bc steel I'm, i i was at an iwc show a buddy of mine was like hey why don't you come with me i was like yeah sure I went up to shake his hand, and he looks at me. He's like, "What the?" And I was like, "What?" He's like, "You got big." I was like, uh, "Yeah, it's been a while, man. How have you been?" I was like, "Dude, seriously, like you got to be like on steroids or something." I was like, "No, just protein shakes." Like ah, protein. Shake. Wink, wink. Gotcha. Mm-hmm, I was mm-hmm. like, "No, dude." <laughs> Love BC still. He's a he's a funny, funny dude. That's but, awesome. Uh, like I was saying, like I, I'd go back to fight society if if I got paid properly if I if I was feeling like they were using me right and mm-hmm. whatnot. Like, and, and it has nothing to do with me losing or winning matches or anything like that. It's more the fact, like, I don't want to go out there and lose in 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go out there and
0: get... T- and do you want to do something significant. Yes. It, it, it,
1: it, uh, like, they yeah. have a lot of guys there, like uh, A.J. Matthews, mm-hmm. uh, like uh, Zeke, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Brohemoth, who I've worked with before. Mm-hmm. Zach Hunter's there now, again. Christian Noir. I've never Some seen. guy named
0: A.J. Alexander. A.J. Alexander. <laughs>
1: I don't know why I said Matthews. I meant Alexander. Uh, like there's so many guys that are at fight Society who I would love to work with. And I mm-hmm. just, and have a good like 10, 15 minute matches with. Yeah. Um, but again, I'd have to come back under the right circumstances. I'm not going to come back just for no money. Hmm. Uh, I'm pr- I probably won't even come back for five bucks. Well,
0: generally, uh, in yourself getting out there, of course, with the Internet TV Championship, those matches have been going up on YouTube, on Indie Wrestling mm-hmm. and uh, .us, as well as over on the Block Diamond pages. Yep. As part of that championship, it gets out there more. Um, so you got a little bit of a showcase there too,
1: which I which is, I appreciate. I, I appreciate this. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, I've never done an interview. I've told you. I told you before we went on air. I've never done something like this before. I've never done an interview. Never done a podcast um but as you tell i feel like i've had a very interesting story he's had
0: a lot to say for six years and he's letting it all out (laughs) a little bit
1: this is this is no in no way a shoot or anything like that this is just me telling my experience in my life and i feel like i've had a very interesting life
0: well dude i I have a feeling we're gonna have you back for a part two sooner or later here because i think we barely got into the ring uh discussions (laughs) here so but no it's great where can people find you online and, um, and generally, uh, you already mentioned, but once again, what promotions do you pop up at, uh, in, in the coming months?
1: Uh, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll start with the promotion, uh, where all I'm appearing first. Uh, I'll do the rest of July because my August dates are still kind of. Just, just
0: general. Because uh, who knows when people will find this?
1: Yeah. I, I have uh, McMeck River Riverfest Friday mm-hmm. and Saturday for Black Diamond Wrestling th- mm-hmm. this coming week. And if you're seeing this after that, I'm sorry. But this coming week. And, uh, then next weekend, KSWA, it's me and Zach Hunter in a grudge match, brawl under the bridge five. We're going to have a ladder match and it's, it's, there's going to be all sorts of craziness going on in that show. Uh, it's one of their biggest shows of the year. Uh, so, and I believe that wraps me up until August mm-hmm. and, and then in August, I, I know for a fact I have black diamond wrestling on the first Sunday of the month. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can find me there obviously and for any promoters or anybody out there who's watching this yes I am open for dates yes I am willing to travel in reason and uh, if you if it's any, without reason just make sure you're paying me well uh, <laughs> he
0: is the professional yes and I am Yes.
1: so, so I, I'm open to taking bookings Like I, uh, again I mentioned Fight Society I know mm-hmm. they just moved to Fridays mm-hmm. most of my Fridays are clear so if they're interested in booking me <laughs> you never know You Uh, you and I will now transition over to where you can find me. mm. If interested in booking me for your professional wrestling event, you can find me on Twitter at Harley T Morris. I'm still new to Twitter. I'm still like trying to get my Twitter game going. Pretty good. It's mostly just gym selfies and where you can find me. Gotta start somewhere, yeah. And you can find me on Facebook at Harley T Morris. Uh, There is a Harley Morris page. That is my personal page for friends and family. And there is my wrestling page, Harley T. Morris. That is the one you can get a hold of me on for – well, you can get a hold of me either one. But uh, preferably if you're a fan, if you're a promoter, or if you're anybody trying to get a hold of me for wrestling events, please message or friend request my Harley T. Morris page.
0: Mm-hmm. Awesome. Hey, and people showed up in the chat room, so – uh, thank you uh, a lot of familiar names from the locker room of course but of course thanks to uh, Tiffany Kayla and Stacy for hanging out there and checking out the interview. Uh, thank I think, you. I think much. one of them first time seeing you. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Uh so thank you so much and uh, it, this is one of the cool things about doing this for so long is literally seeing people like you grow from like remembering you from the front row to <laughs> you know, like w- you know sitting on the couch with the with, with the with the belt here and having a great story uh, to tell.
1: Th- And uh, just to wrap it up really quickly, I will run down. like In my career, I've held the PWX tag team titles, Mm -hmm. the Black Diamond Wrestling tag team titles, uh, the KSWA five-star championship. I am a two-time champion uh, due to some uh, kabuki-ish stuff for the second reign, but it's still two-time champ. And now my first singles title at Black Diamond Wrestling, it took me six years to get this. Mm -hmm. I'm very proud of this. And I know, oh, it's a a belt. It's a pro. It, it was hard work that got me this. It was showing up every show and busting my butt and trying to show them, hey, I'm a guy you guys can rely on. And now that I have this, I'm very, very keen on keeping this. So I'm going to go into a little bit of a worker mode here. If you think you can come up to Black Diamond Wrestling and you want to challenge this title, I w- I know there's a lot of talent out there in the Pittsburgh area and around this area. I have not worked or I have not worked in a few years. I'm more than welcome to the challenge
0: go thank you so much for joining us and again please go check out everything uh with <coughs> black, uh, black diamond wrestling and we get, WWE, we get that out. our good friends excuse me <laughs> i need to get a drink um and of course all those if you are in the area uh, a lot of those promotions listed over at pittsburghwrestling.com for the most updated dates and times uh also you can see harley in in uh, uh action again on the youtube and Facebook pages for IndieWrestling.us and Black Diamond Wrestling, and more of that is over at. I think you will be mostly seeing Harley on IndieWrestling.us on those exclusive full shows for Black Diamond Wrestling. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you everybody in the chat that us. joins us live here, thank and you guys. everybody on the podcast that subscribes and checks out these interviews. Until next time, please support Indie Wrestling. Oh.